Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, welcome to Believe in Clemson Football with LeVon Kirkland. I am Will Vandervoort. Thank you guys for joining us today. Is kind of a somber kind of day, LeVon. I just got back from Durham. I mean, literally, I got back around 30 this afternoon, really? late night, obviously mm-hmm. covering what happened in Durham. Mm-hmm. Uh, buddy, uh, I know you were back there um, at your home watching it. Uh, we'll just real fast before we get into everything, just just a quick synopsis, and then we're going to go later and to break down the game and sure. uh, and all that stuff. Tell me what you thought, my friend. Wow, it was uh, it was surprising to see that happening. Uh, uh, you got to credit Duke for having a great crowd first and foremost. Yeah, it was a very it, good crowd for Duke. A very good crowd. I really thought that Duke came ready to play. They seemed to be the team with a little bit more of a chip on their shoulder. And Duke didn't really look like the normal Duke that we accustomed to seeing. They looked very athletic, especially on the defensive side. And that was a little bit more surprising to me. The offense that Duke presented wasn't as surprising, but their defense were, they were kind of getting after it a little bit. It really was. And um, you got to credit that whole Duke staff, their head coach, for having such a good scheme, especially I thought defensively Duke played uh, pretty well. And they and even though Clemson drove the ball from 20 to 20, seemed like uh, like four straight times, they were able to create turnovers. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about. It's not, it's not driving the ball. That is not the point of football games when we're on the offensive side. The point of offense is scoring points, whether it's three points or whether it's six points. And we did not do a good job of that. And we were close. At times you're thinking like, okay, they're about to come back. It's 13, it's 13 to 7. Um, they're at the one yard line. Here we go, fumble. Uh, okay, well, we got another opportunity. Here we go, fumble. And it was really tough to watch. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't watch it from the comforts of my home. Thank you very much, Spectrum, for you uh, and ESPN. <laughs> oh, no. You were you were stuck in that crowd? I, I'm stuck in that. So I had oh. to find myself at some random bar to try to watch the game. Oh, no. And by the yeah. way, LaVon is, for those who don't know, who are just joining us, and we appreciate you being with us and – LaVon lives in the place where all Clemson people don't want to live, but he has, he, he went back to school. He's getting his master's not in Columbia, by the way, not, not at no, that no, school, no, no, not no, at no. that school, but he's living in Columbia. So LaVon mm-hmm. as a Clemson guy, you had to go to a sports bar in Columbia. That had to be rough. My friend, you know, when you, when you're the King, people understand, <laughs> they, they get it. They, they know not to, um, they know not to approach the King. No, I, <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I had to go to, like, I went to Hooters, matter of fact. Uh-huh. That's where I went. And 
Yeah, it was, you know, it's pretty low key. It was really nobody there. So, oh, good. Well, I, can, I can throw my drink or whatever across the room when I saw like the third fumble. Wow. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, I, I understand throwing any drink or any beverage, anybody want remote control if you wanted to. Sure. Uh, sure. For after what happened last night, we're going to. We're going to get into all that. Of course, we got a ton to cover uh, when it comes to what happened in Clemson's 28-7 to loss last night to Duke. Uh, but before we do all that, I want to thank our sponsors, uh, Robert McCray at the Clemson Insider, uh, for helping us out. As you can see, we're on the Clemson Insider, Insider's uh, social media platforms. You can find us on YouTube, at Facebook, uh, as well as on Twitter. We're also uh, streaming live on my Twitter account, as well at Steeler Will and um, also on my Facebook account as well. So anybody, you know, that's watching maybe all those places, we appreciate you joining us. Just a reminder, we're here every Tuesday at 6.15 p.m. Uh, So we appreciate you guys uh, joining us. Uh, I know some people have already put some comments in. We're going to go through those here in just a little bit. Mm. Uh, We ask that you continue to please do those. Send us any questions you want me to ask LeVon get his thoughts and opinions on something that maybe you're in particular want to know about. We would definitely appreciate that. Uh, Also, if you're on YouTube, like, and subscribe, we would greatly appreciate that. That'll help us. And uh, also uh, if you, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, if you wouldn't mind just giving us a download and leaving a comment, we'd appreciate that as well. Uh, Thank you all for joining us. And so today's show um, we're going to talk, obviously, about Clemson's 28-7 to stunning loss to Duke last night in Durham, North Carolina. Uh, we're also going to uh, kind of talk about the, the uh, little bit about the Charleston Southern game. Not much. We're going to stick mainly to the Duke game. Uh, but at the end of the show, we'll have LeVon's pick six and, of course, the extra point segment, which will be more questions for you guys and stuff like that as well um, as we uh, close things up then. But right now, I want to go ahead and – Give a shout-out to our sponsors, as I already did with the Clemson Insider. Appreciate them uh, giving us this opportunity and platform. Remember, Clemson is your uh, your source for all Clemson athletics and recruiting. Uh, so go to theclemsoninsider.com and check it out. Uh, you'll see my stories there from last night's game and also everything after that we've been uh, putting up after. As you can imagine, we've been busy over there yeah. at the Clemson Insider. So uh, it's uh, it was fun, though, except for the outcome. But it's always fun to cover a game and, and get to do those things. I'd also want to thank our sponsors over at Tip It Back Sports. Uh, Tip It Back Sports is at 215 Pelham Road in Greenfield, South Carolina. It's the place to be this football season and every football season. If it's college football you want, Tip It Back Sports has all the biggest games from around the country on their many t- televisions, including Clemson, South Carolina, and all the games from the ACC and SEC, if it's the NFL you're looking for, Tip It Back Sports has all the Sunday games, and they are the home for your Pittsburgh Steelers action, which is close to mine and LeVon's heart as the Steelers open up the season this week. We're both looking forward mm-hmm. to that. And um, and hopefully here in the weeks to come, me and LeVon are going to be at Tip It Back Sports to, uh, you know, we're going to be at a game, so you can come say hello to us. Uh, probably going to do the podcast live there at the game, I mean, at the, at the uh, restaurant. Um, there and so uh, you can come by and say hey to us and watch us do the show. We uh, would love to have you guys there while we do it. Uh, Tip It Back Sports Grill is located at the Commons at Pelham and is open seven days a week. On Mondays, it's Twisted Trivia Night as well as Monday Night Football. Uh, other nights, we'll have karaoke and live music. I know they do that on Friday nights. Uh, Saturday is, of course, college football all day. 
Uh, so go by there, and if you watch your favorite college game, whether it's the Tigers, whether it's the other team down there in Columbia, or you know whether it's uh, maybe your favorite team in the ACC or SEC, you know Tip It Back Sports would love to have you. Also, Sundays are designated for the NFL and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So on Sundays, if you haven't got your NFL Sunday ticket and you're looking for a place to watch it, go to Tip It Back Sports. They'll put your game on, even if you're not a Steelers fan. It is a Steelers bar. Mm-hmm. But it is uh, it is also they'll they'll put on any other game that you want, especially if the Steelers aren't playing at that time. Uh, but if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan and you're looking for a place to go, go to Tip It Back Sports. See Tim Sinka, who like me and Levon is a huge Steelers fan as well. Uh, so go see him and his team over there at Tip It Back Sports Grill. It's located at the Commons in Pelham. Um, Tip It Back Sports is the place to be for all your college and NFL action this season. We appreciate. Tim and his crew being a sponsor, Levon, second year in a row for uh, yes. they've joined us, and so we do appreciate them. Thank you so much doing that. And so, and and again, we appreciate you guys being with us as uh, we get into um, what we're going to talk about with this game, man. Um, mm. Levon, for everything that we were excited to see mm-hmm. with the offense and everything we heard coming out of camp, we heard the players talking national championship. Mm. What a major letdown, dude. Just just a major letdown. Yeah. And look, I don't want to take anything away from Duke right now, okay? But that was a major letdown on how the offense performed and then just how the team overall performed in a game that, in my opinion, they had no business losing. Yeah, well, everything coming out of the, of the football camp, you thought that Clemson was really going to be prepared for this game. They had a little extra time. And they really did not show up. And that is probably me being kind of saying that they did not show up. I really thought that the defense, uh, no matter what the stat line is, I mean, do you see the missed tackles on the quarterback? It it, it was really not good. What I'm, I'm seeing also is guys are not shedding and getting off blocks. There's really rarely any game tackling um what i'm seeing and then we talked about this before we talked about momentum possessions and momentum possessions are like for example if you score a touchdown as a defense you can't let the opponent score a touchdown so Mm -hmm. if clemson scores a touchdown and then i go out there as clemson defense i can't let i can't let the other team score a touchdown that changes the momentum or if you come out from halftime in the first possession and you're on defense, my thinking has always been let's get off the field in three plays. Mm-hmm. Three plays and we're out of here. We give our offense the ball, give them a good position, and we take the momentum. So that's what we call a momentum possession. What happened to the Clemson Tigers last night? Third quarter, the opening quarter. The opening drive, Duke marches the ball right downfield. And the touchdown was missed tackle after missed tackle after missed tackle. Duke just had a little bit more chip on their show. I mean, and and that's <laughs> and that's kind of what happens preseason. We do all this talking, we do we do all this analyzing. The bottom line is we don't know a lot of times. We don't know what a team is going to be until they showed up. On the offensive side, 
who cares if you drive the ball the whole the whole time? It's about putting points on the board, and we I don't know if we can I don't know if we can kick a field goal. I don't know if we could drive. I don't know if we can hit a big play. Yeah, we we got to we got to hold the ball for twelve plays to even get down to the twenty. And you know what usually happens? Just like it happened yesterday, a fumble or somebody jumps offside. Usually, when you make a team drive that long, the team kind of st- steps on its tongue or shoots itself in the foot. And that's what the Clemson Tigers did. They, mm-hmm. I mean, I saw nothing really going vertical at all. One pass. And, and, then, I, the and, then, I, and then I game. saw, really, we kind of ran the same formation the whole time when we got down there at the one or the two yard line. Mm-hmm. We didn't show them anything different. So guess what they did? Because we had that, we had that 22 personnel. And what I mean by 22 personnel is two tight ends, two backs. Mm-hmm. We ran that the whole time. And, and guess also- what that does? That condenses the box. So yep. for the defense, you don't have to worry about spreading out. You're right there. They blitz the A gaps. That's what they And did. they just blitz the A gaps and it was done. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> I don't care how good you're supposed to be. Like last night, um, you don't have to worry about Riley getting another job after that performance. <laughs> no, it, people, it, people are like, oh, well, he may go. He may be getting a coaching job. Nah, he's going to be the offensive coordinator for at least two years there now. Because what happened last night was just inexcusable. You can't yeah. be that close to the goal line with the runners that Clemson has with what you call the weapons we have, we got a six-five legitimate tight end. I mean, we're not going to even throw him the ball. We're just going to not throw him the ball, especially in the red zone situations. So uh, Duke came really prepared. They played their butts off, and Clemson came in there and they were sleepwalking. Mm-hmm. And the thing. Also, I think we need to know that in the last four games, um, the last eight games, we're like four and four. Yeah, or four and three and four if you want to just say the last seven. Yeah. Clemson's got a losing record in the We've last seven games. got a losing games. record, yeah. Not in even bunch, average. In a bunch of turnovers. In a bunch. Started the season 8-0 so, and last year, and then the right. last seven, they're three and four. Yeah. So, I mean – they picked us in the top ten because I, because we got Clemson and that Paul on the helmet, but we haven't really done anything of late. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you a quick before I kind of go throw yeah. my analyst. Are they yeah. worthy? Are they worthy to have that Paul on their helmet? Because you remember how in practice you guys don't wear the Paul <laughs> until you earn it, right? Are they worthy, Levon, right now to wear that Paul? I don't just players, I, I, not just players. I don't think so. I, I think that we're living off the past. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm gonna tell you what I see. There's only one or two guys, in my opinion, that really want it, and we have no dogs on our team. We might have five-star recruits, but I did not see any dog in them yesterday. I saw one dog. Maybe one dog. Will it Shipley. Probably, it has Will Shipley. Yep. The other guys are just living off of 
their recruiting or their last name or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. They're not dogs. They're not getting open. They're not game. They're not game tackling anyone. It's always one on one tackling. Yep. And the reason why it's always one on one tackling because it's not enforced. It's not. I I believe that a whatever a team is, you re, you reinforce what you are. It seems like we're just we want to make sure we get the play right or the scheme right. But we're not doing some of the fundamental things that football teams do. Mm-hmm. And we don't bring intensity. We don't run to the ball. We don't beat our one-on-ones, whether that's offense or defense. Those foundational things you do to win games, we don't do. We're too busy trying to scheme and trying to look good and do this. Let's run this play. No, let's do some blocking, tackling, catching the ball, that kind of stuff. Let's do that. Let's uh, become a more of a nasty team. And mm-hmm. we're not that because it's not emphasized. I, I like that you said there's not enough dogs. Nope. And I totally 100% agree with you. Um, I think offensively, Will Shipley's the only dog on the team offensively. Right. Yeah. You know, and I'll tell you, I'm going to give you an example. This stuff, you know, that we're privy to after the game and stuff we see. We didn't get to talk to Will Shipley last night, and I can tell you why we didn't. Because I don't know what was going on in that locker room while Dabo Sweeney was having his press conference, but we're out there waiting for the players. Will Shipley was pissed. He came out of the locker room still wearing his football pants. The rest of the team is already – most of the team's dressed and they've loaded the buses. Will Shipley comes out of the locker room still wearing his – Orange, uh, his white pants, football pants, and a T-shirt. And Levon, he came out and paced back and forth out there. Mm-hmm. Wasn't going to talk to the media. He had no intentions of talking to us, which is fine. We, we totally get it. He was mad. You could tell he was mad. I don't know if something was said in the locker room that he didn't agree with and he had to go out and cool off, or he's just mad by the way they played, or a combination of both. Because right. he takes it serious. Will does not like to lose. He's a very competitive guy. Mm-hmm. And he, Will knows, as every Clemson fan on this thing and every Clemson fan out there knows, you don't lose to Duke. It's unacceptable to lose to Duke even once. If it happens and you lose by a field goal or you lose like you did, LeVon, with your team in 89 and some crazy stuff happens and y'all lose by four points, okay, it, you don't like it, but it's a little more acceptable. Right. LeVon, you don't lose by 21 points to Duke. And here's why I say that. No Clemson team has lost to Duke by more than three touchdowns, three or more touchdowns since 1936. Yeah. You don't it's unacceptable. And I think Will Shipley knows that. He knows the proud tradition at Clemson. He he wears that paw with a lot of pride. And he was pissed off last night. And I'm I was glad to see it because he is one of the leaders of the team. I'm glad to see how pissed off he was. But at the same time, I didn't see that from his other teammates. I didn't no, see you, it. you really didn't see that from the other guys, because I think in a lot of ways, no excuse. I don't know if they took Duke for granted. But Duke, if you look at Duke last year, that was a pretty decent team. And we said that. We said that. Not, we said. If Clemson messes up, they would lose this game. We said that. We said that this was going to be a tougher game 
than everybody else out there expected. Mm-hmm. And and we played into it. And it's because guys are not really taking ownerships, ownership on the field. They're not making plays. And don't give me this whole, we got a veteran team. You know what? I wish it was the NFL because some of those guys deserve to be cut today. Yeah, we're talking football. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about how good a kid is or a scholarship or a graduation or any of that. But mainly football-wise, oh, man, that should have been – they should have went straight to the football field after they got back from dorm and practice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean – I know today – we can't do any of that. Only but 20 as, hours is the NCAA. <laughs> but as a football team, and you're trying to win games, they deserve to be out there practicing after they got back from doing last night. Especially after all we heard since mm-hmm. August was they're going to win a national championship. <laughs> they came back to win a national championship, and they're one of the best teams in the country, and they're going to go prove it. Mm. Well, you know what? Talk is cheap. Talk is very cheap. Because you didn't prove anything. Last no. night, all you proved is that Duke's a better football team than you. And you got a lot of work to be done. A lot of work. And guess that, what? That offense was – it was disappointing at best. So disappointing. And the defense, you got players, but we don't do some of the little oh, things that on, They gave do. up. After, the, gave after that up. fumble where Kate Klubnick – and I give Kate Klubnick credit here – for just hauling butt down the field and making that tackle to save the touchdown on the fumble, on the Moffa fumble. They got right. the ball at the 33. If you're a defense, you just saw your quarterback do that. And, yes, it's frustrating. You just, you've been holding the game the whole time and keeping a minute. But at that point in time, you needed to have your quarterback's back right there and go right. get a stop and get the ball back to the offense and give yourself a chance to win it. But, LeVon, they rolled over. Oh, yeah. It was, they rolled it was from that point over. Yeah. The Clemson defense rolled over they, and they dominated out. the line of scrimmage after that. They, they tapped out. They did. They tapped out. And no excuse what, for that either. And that's what you're not normally used to when you think about Clemson and his recent history that they usually find a way to win games. And this time it wasn't, especially the first game, especially the opponent that you're supposed to beat. And they go to Duke, and it just kind of sucked. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of bowed down. It's, it's disappointing. It really is. I, I mean, like I said yesterday, I am not seeing guys get to the ball. I, I'm just not seeing that. I'm seeing one guy make the tackle. Hopefully, if he can get off the blocks, uh-huh. guys can't shed blocks. That's what. You got to emphasize that kind of thing. We didn't get one turn. I mean, well, we got a fumble, but honestly, we don't get a lot of turnovers. We don't cause a lot of turnovers. You know why? Because I guarantee it is not emphasized. Mm-hmm. They're not we're playing. Too, we're too busy trying to stop everything that they do instead of saying, you know what? We're just going to line up and cover two or cover three, and we're going to smash these fools. I don't mm-hmm. care what the call is. I'm going to make a play. There wasn't, you know what? There but wasn't. You know that will? What's that? Every play, every scheme that's ever been invented, guess what? 
They all work and they all don't. Mm -hmm. They all work. So listen to me, people. They all work and they all don't work. What's the difference? Is the players. That's it. It's the players that make a bad call because as a coach, you may call the wrong call. You don't get it always right. But my dog, LeVon Kirkland, oh, don't worry about it. He's going to come off the edge. He's going to make a play. Don't right. worry about it. He might even, his freshman year, he might even drop when he's supposed to rush, make an interception, and run it back to the three-yard line. Mm-hmm. That's the, what players do. The problem I'm seeing, Ron, with, with Clemson's defense, and we saw it last year and it's continued on to this year, I mean, Clemson's got great individual players. They do. They, they re- I mean, they got guys that are in the NFL, but what we're seeing is they're not playing collectively. Nope. They're playing individually. So if you look at last night's stats, you see Barrett Carter with nine tackles, a tackle, couple tackles for loss, forced fumble. That's great. Had a good game. But what happened? You know, we saw Andrew Makuba, seven tackles. I thought he covered well uh, for the most part. But what happened? You know, you, you see Barrett Carter, six tackles, you know, a couple tackles behind the line. But I also saw from Barrett Carter two blown coverages on the wheel route, and I saw him, uh, you know, lose the grip of the quarterback and allow a 44-yard touchdown. So my point being is this, is like you're not seeing like the defense saying, you know, that a boy kind of thing, where the defense rallies to the ball and then they all get up together and they're high-fiving and they're fist-pumping and they're enjoying the moment together. We don't see that from the Clemson defense, and that's a lack of energy, right? Right. And when your defense is not playing with energy, your defense isn't playing. No, you on defense, you got to be intense. You got to be intense. And if you're not, if you don't bring intensity to the game, you're going to be in trouble. I don't care what the rules are. Forget the rules. We're going to play defense the way we play defense. We let the referees call. Um, pass interference or whatever like that, but we're going to make sure that when you leave the game, you're going to be bloodied up. And if you don't like that kind of talk, well, I'm sorry. Yeah. It is believing in Clemson football with LeVar Kirkland. <laughs> and that's how football is supposed to be played. Mm-hmm. Especially because me and my man, Will, we are defensive guys. Amen. And when we see defense like that, it's, it's like, well, how are you going to win games? Yeah. I mean, somebody needed a butt cutting last night. They needed a whooping after that. Yeah, and then, then, then there, there goes another problem. Who over on the sideline is doing the butt whooping? Do we have anybody challenging these players? It's one thing you want. Yes, don't don't you don't need to be their friend during the game. No. You need to coach them, right? Yeah, you need to get in their face. You need to challenge them. What are you doing? Now, one thing I'll say, Coach Sweeney does that. We see that all the time from Coach Sweeney. But is his assistant coaches doing that? He's not supposed to do that. That's why I suggested that – and I've been around the game enough. And what you have to understand is a guy like me, I'm what you call a OG, a street guy. So if you're ever on a football team – I can tell you where to hide the shank. I can tell you how to get a guy, how to pay him back. 
I might not know all the schemes, but I know enough of a scheme. You got to get in God's face and be like, what the heck are you doing? Mm-hmm. We don't have that presence. Brent Venables, we had that presence. And he commanded that our defense play a certain way. What did I say, Will, the last couple? I thought that Wes should be up top because Wes is a smart, he understands schemes. He knows what people are trying to do. And I think he needs that bird's eye seat up top to see what they're doing. You can you can relay what you want. That's why you got headphones. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't think he's really that effective down on the field. I, I just don't. Yeah, I I don't disagree. I mean, I have, I mean, I love Wes. Wes is, I work with Wes. Wes is a cool guy. I really like Wes. And I really want him to do great. But boy, our defense, they missing some gritty stuff. We're missing the point of playing defense. You could, like I said, you can have a scheme. You can know what coverage to call when they line up in that situation. But guess what? You don't really know what they're going to do. They can do something different. They can be in this formation and they can run something totally different than what you saw on film. So you right. got to play in the now. But when guys are not getting off blocks, there's no rally to the ball. There's no sense of dog out there. Then it's just guys making, you know, guys making individual plays. And that's the disappointing thing about it because it's not emphasized. No, it, 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 and then when we flip it over to the offense, and first of all, man, here's the most frustrating thing. Like, LeVon, we've watched football our entire lives, been a part of it our entire lives. <laughs> Have you ever seen a game where four times they get down in the red zone and they don't score a single point where these crazy things happen? You get to the one-yard line. You have a procedure penalty. Then your quarterback, look, he's going to score a touchdown. He pulls the ball out. He's going to score a touchdown, and he just trips over the the 12-yard line, you know, j- just just falls down. Then, um, then the next play is incomplete. They go to kick it, and the kicker kicks it straight into the head of a defensive lineman. I mean, you're like, okay, a little weird, but it's football. Things happen. Then you yeah. get the ball back, and you go down the field again. And you get into you get to the seven yard line, and you got first and goal at the seven, and then you fumble at the mesh point because the quarterback's trying to pull it out because he saw what the defense did there and he's trying to make a play. I get it, but he probably should have just ate the ball there, let let the let Will Shipley eat the ball there instead of pulling it out. Will's trying That's to hang smart. on to it. He's doing that. The next thing you know, it's a fumble. Okay, so now that's two possessions where you've gone down there and you fumbled the ball. You haven't scored. Then you get another possession, and you go down to the one-yard line again. Mm-hmm. Okay, now you're like this time, okay, they're going to get it in here this time. Yeah, that's what you're thinking. Yeah, and then here's the crazy thing that happens. I don't know if you watched this play, but Tristan Lee probably had his best block of the night, and he pancakes the guy. And when he pancakes him, he pancakes him straight into Phil Moffa, and the ball pops up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> and their guy's running with the football, 
and I'm having deja vu, like, oh, my gosh, am I watching Jerome mm-hmm. Bettis again in, mm-hmm. in, in the Indianapolis game in 2005? It was just nuts. Kate Club that makes the tackle. And then they have another situation where earlier in the game they got down the field and the they got a field goal and getting field goal position. And, again, the kick's blocked. It's yeah. like four possessions, two blocked field goals, two fumbles. Those all should have been points for Clemson, mm-hmm. and they wasn't. I have never seen anything like that happen in all the football I watched, and I promise you I will never see that again, where one team had two fumbles inside the five-yard line and two blocked field goals, one which is basically an extra point. Yeah, it was a chaotic game. I mean, things happen that you normally it normally doesn't happen. Uh, and you can learn from that. You can watch the film, and they're probably not as bad as we are, you know, we're remembering right now. It's never that bad, you know. But yeah, this is a um, this is a lesson, and hopefully they they can take this and they can build from it. I mean, that's the positive thing about it. It's just it's a first game. It's disappointing, but you can move on from that. But I, I think we do. Uh, there's a lot of things that Clemson needs to work on as far as a football team is concerned. And I'm not sure if it's scheme. I, I'm not sure if it's scheme. I, I think I it's think middle it's, toughness. I think it's toughness. I think it's tenacity that I'm not seeing. You know, every once in a while, I see it. And I know people are going to be like, oh, well, LeVon, you know, back in the day, it was like, no. That mentality on defense, I don't care how they change the rules. As a defensive player, you still got to have that mentality. Mm-hmm. And, let the, and let the flags fly if they miss. I don't care. Throw a flag. But I know I, I just I just sent a message to that guy that the next time he runs across the middle, he's going to have to pay some taxes. Didn't Duke send that message last night? Yeah. They did. Yeah, they were, Duke was they were, a more physical team. Yeah, and you gotta be physical when it comes to football. And yeah, did we do some? And did we do some things? Yeah, we did some things. You know, we, we drove the ball, we got down there, but it's nothing when you get down there you can't score. We couldn't even get three points. We couldn't keep a field goal. Yeah, that is a major problem. Do you remember in the fourth quarter, Clemson's got the fourth down and 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 uh, Kate Klubnik runs. Now, I'm going to tell you what set up him sliding there, which he shouldn't have done, but I'm going to tell you why he did it. Go back to the third quarter. Clemson runs a quarterback draw. Club that looks like he's going to score. Number two comes over and lays him out. I mean, lays him out. And Club that gets up like kind of surprised because he didn't see that coming. That sent a message, what you just said, Send a message to Kate Klubnik. You're going to run up the middle. This is how you're going to get hit. Yeah, you're going right? to hit one more time see what happens. And what happened in the fourth quarter? He cut big it short. fourth down play. What does he do? He slides. He when slides they need early. to pick up a first down. Yeah, that's when, you, that's when you're supposed to die for that first down. Exactly. But the reason he didn't was because he was worried about the hit. Now, what happened? Exactly. The guy comes flying in and hits him, right? Tattoos yeah. him again. Late hit penalty. He's called for targeting. He's out of I'll the game. But I'll take the, it. The message was already sent. When he yeah, slid, the message was sent. As a defensive coordinator, I'll take that kind of play. I will, because you know what? Like you said, like I said earlier, now he's thinking about it. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, we got the 15 yards, but I guarantee you now he's thinking about, boy, I better be careful next time I slide or next time I run because these dudes aren't bringing it. These, these guys are not afraid to bring the wood. And that was the case last night as we watched on ESPN in front of the national crowd that Clemson looked like we look like we don't even belong in the top 40 as far as a football team is concerned. Mm-hmm. Forget the top 10, the top 40. We, uh, we, you know, we always complain about other teams, but we've been kind of living off the past ourselves. Yep. And we're playing guys, to be honest with you, if this was the NFL or whatever like that, our next offseason, somebody don't even come back. Seriously, some guys don't come back. And I don't really like to talk badly about players, but I want to win as well. And I want players that's going to help us win. Some of the guys that we got on that team, they're not helping us win. I don't care how old they are. I don't care if they've got experience. Give me some young, hungry dogs. Give me some guys who are two-star, three-star men trying to get them, trying to get out of their situation. I want those kind of guys. Mm-hmm. I want those kind of guys that love the game so much that they will they they would play in in the streets if need be. <laughs> and I don't know if we got that kind of guy. I don't. I I, I mean football has changed, but it shouldn't change that much. Something like I'm serious. It we're in a we're in an era of football that is demanding that you get guys who can really want to play, can't wait to play, are absolutely dirty dogs. You can't just get the nice guys anymore. And, uh, I mean, like, I think, I mean, you can develop, but nowadays it's about getting guys who can play right now who can help your team. I don't know if we got that. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's definitely disheartening. And, I, and I'm going to ask you this before we, we – we, Switch over to our other topics, LeVon. Sure. But before we get out of here, I want to ask this part. Do you think he can be fixed this year? Do you think – last night was game one. Look, you coached at this level. You understand how, how it works and how a season goes. Do you think they can get these things fixed and get themselves in a position where they can be successful? Not necessarily win the ACC. I'm not saying that. Because mm-hmm. it's going to be a hard road to win the ACC now. A hard road because we know it's coming in a couple weeks to Death mm-hmm. Valley. If a Florida State team that just ripped LSU apart the other night, can they fix this though in time to where this season doesn't turn into a huge disappointment? I'm not sure if we can fix it, but I think you need to start emphasizing some things. And I think you get you're supposed to already be tough. Mm-hmm. If we talked about you being tough right now. That's tough. <laughs> I said tough, tough. But anyway, I think it's extremely hard. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can see if you battle. If you're a team that battles, I always think you got a chance. If you're a team that shows toughness and, okay, you lost a game, but, man, they got a black eye as well as you do, 
then I'm like, okay, well, now you just need to emphasize some details. Right. In this case, we got beat down by a basketball school. And that hurts. Boy, that's here. gonna be tough. I'm not saying they can't beat them. I think it's hard enough. I think right. it's gonna be harder. Yeah. I don't th- I don't think they can be done like I don't think certain positions can be fixed. And I'll just go ahead and say say it. I don't think wide receiver can be fixed. I think it is what it is right now. They don't have a dog at wide receiver. I don't think they're going to have a dog at wide receiver. We hear all this preseason stuff, and none of it comes to fruition. None of it – I mean, you know – Get some of those guys who are veterans who have been playing in there, who haven't been playing well, and sit them on the bench. It's just – to me, this is Sit them on the bench and get get those new guys and say, hey, go out there and play, man. Just go play, have fun. And one thing I like to see them do is just run the football. I would love to see them just – continuously run the football. When I looked last night, look, I'll pull up the stats right here. This is what – and I know they they fumbled running the football, but there's times also where they were throwing it. I'm like, what are you doing throwing the ball? LeVon, they averaged 5.3 yards per carry last night. Will yeah. Shipley averaged 6.7. He had 23 carries. I want to see Will Shipley have 35. If Will Shipley wants to have 35 carries, let him have 35 carries. Because you know what? I hadn't seen one team yet – Stop Will Shipley. And when you're Clemson red, has stopped Will Shipley, not Will Shipley. If, if he's a red zone. I mean, not the other team. If you got you know, one yard line, Cave, I don't care if you do read it right. Give it to the main man. Give it to him. That's 215 yards last football, night. When it comes down to it, give it to your main guy. Levon, he had 17 carries last night for 114 yards. Didn't right. have one carry that wasn't didn't have one negative carry the entire night. Yeah. So why are we not giving him the ball? Give him the ball 25 times. Garrett Riley, are you listening to me? Give that man the ball 25 times a game, and I guarantee you, you're going to win 90% of those games. Last uh, night, if they just would have kept giving him the ball, feeding him the ball, I think Clemson wins. And you tell them, as an offensive coordinator, you tell yo, dude, we're we leaning on you tonight. Your wide receivers you, suck. Don't yeah, you tell them. You tell them we we leaning on you tonight. Now. We we gonna give you the ball now. Get your make sure when you get an opportunity to get some rest. Get some rest because we are gonna feed you all night long because we need you right now. That's all you gotta tell a good player now. When he's a good player, that's all you gotta tell him. Hey, dude, we need we need for you to come through. You yeah. gotta make something happen, and we're not doing that. I'm telling you, defense is so disappointing to look at because the one of the fundamentals of football is getting off people that are trying to block you or don't let them block you. <laughs> or like my man Jason Gilden used to say, if he's holding you, that's your fault, not his. He's supposed to try to hold you. I get it. From an offensive line standpoint, yeah, I'm holding. I'm, I'm a teach holding. If I'm an offensive lineman coach, I'm teaching them the hole. But if a, <laughs> as a defensive guy, I'm trying to break your wrist if you put your hands on me. Or guess what? I'm not even trying to let you put your hands on me. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's like we got to get engaged and dance with the guy while the running back is taking off. Or 
you know, hey, I thought you were going to make the tackle. Oh, I thought you were going to make the tackle. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, it's just like the world law. Obviously, <laughs> we say, man, kids are getting soft. Football's getting soft. Everything's getting soft. So it, it, um, It's getting bad. It's difficult to watch. I mean, like, when you see a team like that, and they're supposed to be all this, and they come out and they just lay an egg, it's disappointing. It, it, it is, and as you can see this week, the Tigers will host Charleston Southern at 2.15, a weird time for kickoff as they'll try to get things right. The next two weeks for Clemson are fix-me weeks. The, these are two games that they should win. This is an opportunity to get some confidence on offense. And, LeVon, here's what I want to see. This is what I want to see against Charleston Southern this week. I know, look, sorry, Charleston Southern, you're good guys down there. You're coming up to Death Valley. It's a big payday for you. I want to see 59 to nothing. Yeah, I want to see the defense yeah. get a doggone shutout. Get a doggone shutout. And offense, I want to see you score every time you touch the ball. Yeah. No excuses. Oh, we didn't execute this right or this happened. No, if they don't win 59 to nothing, then I'm going to be disappointed because they should have that mentality. That's what they're going to do. They're going to go in there and they're going to get themselves a good win, get some confidence and start feeling good about themselves. Because, guys, you only got two weeks. You got two weeks to feel good about yourself because then that team that just beat the living crap out of LSU in the second half down the there next, in Orlando, the, they're the coming to the Valley. The 1990 Florida State decade is coming back. They're coming to Death Valley, and they're yeah. looking to put and a butt whooping seven years worth yes. that they since they beat Clemson, and they remember they seen the receipts. If like like Coach Prime likes to say, they seen the receipts the last seven years, and their whole goal is to beat Clemson oh, and no to if they can embarrass Clemson, and if Clemson oh, don't yeah. get things right. They're going to do exactly that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I really don't see Clemson win this game. That game, not Charles Southern. <laughs> I mean, at this point in time, from what I saw, uh, I don't know if it's going to get better. Right now, I, I hope it does get better. I mean, you know, of course, I'm rooting for the Tigers every single time, but you know, I I love the Tigers, uh, but like like we said, will we're gonna. We're going to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. We're going to tell you what we see. And because we've had so much experience watching the game, we know when it's not right. It's not. It, I, I'm sorry to tell you, Clemson fans, it, it's not right right now. It's not right. Yeah. And Now, they could fix it. I don't know if they're going to fix it before Florida State, um, but they can fix it at some point during the course of the season. Because I do think – Dabo, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Dabo has proven throughout the years. His teams get better as the season goes on. So I think they're going to get better. The most improvement a team makes is from week one to week two. We all know that. We heard that. It is true. It is totally true. So I want to see him go out there and just beat the tar out of Charleston Southern. Keep the gas pedal on. Don't let off. Show that dog mentality. LeVon, you used to say it back when you played. You said that you guys went out there when you were – with Clemson and when you were with the Steelers, every week you guys went out there knowing you were going to win. Not hoping, but knowing you were going to win. That's what Clemson need to start doing again. They need to start knowing they're going to win and have that kind of mentality and go play like that. 
Yeah, it's like on like on defense, man. You, you really need to communicate very well, but you also need guys that it, it can't be just a one guy thing. It has to be where everybody is trying to get to the ball. The more guys to the ball, the more turnovers you get. So it has to be demanded. You can put, man, forget all those plays. We're going to play this play, and we're going to get after it. I don't care if it's not the right call. Make it the right call. You Mm -hmm. ever see that movie Friday? Yes. When when the mom is saying, hey, go get me some cigarettes. He said, this ain't enough, mom. He said, make it enough. (laughs) And that's my challenge to Clemson. Make it enough. I don't care if it's the right call. I don't care if we call the wrong call. Make it happen. No, no, you're right. All right, man, we're going to go ahead and uh, mm-hmm. Charles of Southern at Clemson 215, ACC Network. If you can't watch it on TV, you want to come to Clemson, come we to Clemson can. still. See Tiger Walk, the brand new Tiger Walk. I know yeah. you're down on your Tigers and you're mad, but but go out there and go see see what Clemson does with Tiger Walk. I think you're really going to like it. LeVon's seen it. I've seen it. It's, it's pretty great. darn good looking yeah. uh, and, and what they've done there. And I think Clemson fans are going to love it. Also, just come out and support your players, man. Yeah. It, it, they're still your players. Come out, support them, show them the love. You know, let's let's pack out the valley this week for that first home game, um, and and get some positive vibes going for this team. I know we're all mad. You hear me and Levon, we're mad. Um, uh, but uh, it'll be. I know it'll be great if you come to Death Valley and and, and have a good time like everybody does when they come. Um, Levon, I wanted to go ahead and get to our next segment though. It's our my favorite segment because listen, if you guys don't know, Levon Kirkland. <laughs> Knows his stuff, man. And he picks – as I said, LeVon's pick six. He's picking against the spread. He does this every week. You need to go back and listen to old podcasts from years ago. We've done this for a while. And LeVon, I mean, the guy's got like an 80% success rate. I tell him he needs to start going to Vegas and betting on games because I think he'll have a lot of success. I mean, last week, for instance, LeVon was 6-0 and and picked two straight up. Again, two straight up against the spread, and went six and zero overall. I mean, this, this is that's just unbelievable. I went I went four and two, which is about what I think most people do, other than the other people not named Levon. Right. And so, like you know, I went six and two, four and two in those picks. Levon went six and zero last year. He killed me. I was like fifty percent. He was like eighty percent. wasn't even close. And already started off the year doing the same thing. So this is a fun segment we like to do. You know the funny thing, Will. Tell tell them the funny thing. Tell them what I don't like doing. LeVon hates picking. He hates making picks. I forced him to do this because I know you guys want to hear it and see it. So that's why I I do it. Because Um, I'm such – because I play the game, I've coached the game, your mindset is always, well, you never know what's going to happen. Right. But this is fun, and it's kind of fun when you're winning. I like the fact that I'm doing well in it, mm-hmm. but it's not one of my favorite things in the world to do. Well, let's get well, started. Let's, well. let's get started. We're going to do this, and then we're going to answer a couple questions. And I appreciate all you guys. Continue to bring the comments. I appreciate yes. you guys. You, you've been commenting the whole time during the show. By the way, thank you. We appreciate the kind words that you've given us out there. We do appreciate that. And we're going to go through and answer some of the questions that are asked out there or comments and bring those up to LeVon before we get on out of here. So stay tuned and just hang on for that. Uh, We'll go ahead and start off these pick six, though, LeVon. Number 10, Notre Dame at North Carolina State, arguably the game of the week in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Um, 
Notre Dame is a seven and a half point favorite. So uh, what says you, oh, Swami? Well, <laughs> I don't think that North Carolina State is going to cover. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think now that Wake, uh, the quarterback that was at Wake Forest is now with Notre Dame, and I think that's what they have been missing. They run the ball pretty well. They got a great offensive line. I don't know if NC State is ready for that. But also, guys, I don't really know, but I think that Notre Dame, I don't think NC State's going to come. Yeah. I don't. I, I I agree with you. I think Notre Dame just so, so big up front on the offensive line. Yeah, they got one of the best defenses in the country. I think they can fly to the football. The physical. Um, Notre Dame's a good football team. Sam Hartman is the piece they needed, and he completes them. They still don't have the skill players at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I think to be a national champion, but I think they got enough to where they can get to the college football playoff. You know, we'll see when they play some big games here in a few weeks down the road when they got to play Ohio State here. Same week, Clemson right. plays Florida State. Uh, but right now, I'm with you. I think I like Notre Dame minus a seven and a half. Uh, number 12, Utah at Baylor. Uh, the Utes are a minus, um, are getting, are, excuse me, Baylor is getting seven and a half points here. So the Utes are favored by seven and a half. I like Utah. I think that Utah, I, I saw them play against Florida. Uh, Utah is a really good team. The backup quarterback in dominated Florida. Yeah, and I I saw Baylor, and they were struggling. Not saying that's going to happen in this game, but I just think I like Utah to cover on this one. Yeah, Baylor was next to Clemson, was the most second most embarrassing team of the week, or yeah, disappointing I, team of the week, I should yeah. say. Um, that, that was a disappointing performance by them. Um, so, yeah, Baylor, I'm with you on this. I think Utah goes in. I think Baylor gives it a fight because they have played better and they, they got some guys on there that have won championships and are proud of what they've accomplished. But I'm with you. I think Utah gets in there and covers. Um, so give me Utah uh, minus the seven and a half as well. Um, number 22, Colorado. Yeah, I just said that. Number 22, Num- number 22 Colorado wow. and Coach Prime after that 45 to 42 victory over TCU, a game LeVon called. LeVon said that was going to happen, and uh, so I give him total credit for it. Um, They're getting – excuse me, they're favored by three and a half hosting Nebraska. What what do you think on this one, LeVon? Ooh, I think this one's going to be really close. Really? I I do in a lot of ways, but I still think Colorado's going to cover. But I think it's going to be a – I think it's going to be a really good game. Yeah, so – I I think Matt Rule is going to – had those guys ready to play. I think every team from now on is going to be up for the Colorado Buffaloes. And congratulations to Deion Sanders for doing something that nobody thought he was going to be able to do. Mm-hmm. And that is to beat TCU, who played in the national championship last year. I'm telling you, man, it's like looking at a really good 1A high school team. And you know, in a 1A high school team, you yeah. know what you got? You got about five good players on offense. <laughs> they all athletes. They also play basketball and they run track. <laughs> and when you play against them, they way more athletic than you ever thought. And it seems to be the the way that Colorado is. They got on offense, they're dynamic. On defense, man, they're okay. They're okay on defense, but 
their offense, I believe, can really score some points. And this is the game that I will be watching at 12 noon. I yeah. really, I still feel like Colorado's going to win this game. I don't know yeah. if Nebraska had, but the Sims kid from Georgia Tech, now he can give you some problems now. He really can. And I think this is going to be a close game, but I think Colorado's going to cover this. Yeah, I think Colorado's going to cover and then some. And the reason I say that is because I watched Nebraska play Minnesota, and Nebraska can't score. They're like no. Clemson. They just move the football, and they get in, they get to the scoring position, and they turn the ball over, or yeah. they miss a field goal, or mm-hmm. they do what they do. That say they play really good on defense, but there's nobody that's really a dog. Does it sound familiar? Sounds very familiar mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, well, kind of. I mean, yeah, we've been talking about that today. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. we've been talking about that for almost an hour. So yeah. I'm with you. I think give me Colorado minus the three and a half. I think Coach Prime to two and zero. Oh. <laughs> so that would um, be. I mean, I tell you what, I enjoyed last week watching them play. I did too. That was, was the best game. It was a lot of fun watching. It was them a lot play. of fun to watch. I, and I know the the executives at Fox are like, yes, yes, we won. Yes, we're yeah, all that, winners. That game had to have – I mean, I'd love to see what the numbers are, but it had to have the whole country watching it. It oh, had yeah. to have had. No question. Um, number 23, Texas A&M at Miami. Mm. The Aggies are getting – excuse me, the Aggies are favored by four and a half. What do you think? The Aggies look pretty I think, good. I, I, think the Aggies are gonna, I think Aggies are going to cover. Yeah. yeah. But Miami looked pretty good. Yeah, I mean – We'll see, but I, I think the Aggies are a little bit better than Miami. I think they're going to definitely cover. But it's not in Miami, so, I mean, if Miami wins, I, okay. LeBron, but, uh, you talked me into it because every time I pick Miami, they disappoint me. So, until they stop disappointing you, disappointing me, yeah. I'm going to go with – I'm with you. Give me A&M minus the four and a half. Yeah. yeah, you're still thinking that – it's like Mike Tyson when Mike Tyson got older. Everybody still thought that Mike Tyson was going to win a championship. Yeah, they thought that oh he's gonna be the he's gonna be the heavyweight champion in the world. He goes against Linus Lewis and got, I mean, just got beat down. But you're thinking, oh, he's Mike Tyson. He's a, he, he got a puncher's chance. Yeah, he got a chance. Miami is like that. Everybody still remembers the the you back in the day. So they always think that Miami has a shot, but not this time. <laughs> we'll see how Jimbo Fisher. Um, and his Aggies do um, in that game. Should, should be a pretty good game, though. I think it'll be a good game. Um, this is a game I think is going to be better than people think. App State at number 17, North Carolina. The Tiles are an 18-point favorite. Coming off that big win over the Gamecocks where they just dominated South Carolina in the second half, similar yeah, to what Florida State did to LSU. Those guys. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We saw what happened last year, right? And North Carolina still has its problems on the back end. Mm-hmm. Do we have a 65-62 kind of game again? You know, where somebody hits a three-pointer right at the end uh, to win the game? I mean, what, <laughs> what do well, we think is going to happen here? I think North Carolina's going to do it this time. I, I think they're going to – You think gonna, they cover? I think they cover. Okay. I, but, guys, everybody from the south in our region knows you don't schedule Appalachian State. This early. I bet you they'll never schedule them after this series is done. Yeah, man. Appalachian State is the team you do not want to play. So I wouldn't be surprised if Appalachian State um they cover and they make it closer. But I think 
I think their offense is dynamic enough, and they seem to be a little different defense. They seem to really get after them. I mean, I know South Carolina was really bad last week, but I would have to say that North Carolina looks a little better on defense. I mean, it's still yet to be proven, but I, I think they're going to handle Appalachian State, though. All right. So mm-hmm. we got uh, we got North Carolina uh, minus the 18 there. Uh, final game, the yes. biggest game of the week, number 11, Texas. At number three, Alabama, the Crimson Tide is a seven-point favorite. What do you think is going to happen there? Gosh, man. This is a tough one. This is really tough. This is really tough. It really is. I think I think, I think think that Bama won't cover. Bama won't cover? I like Texas A&M in this one. I think Bama will win, but I, I think Texas is going to give them a – a fight. Yeah. Yeah. What happened to Arch Manning? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I mean, he, they said he might play. I don't know. Does he come out and play in this game? Does he come out and save the day? Heck no. I don't know. I don't probably not. He's our spring quarterback for a reason, probably. Te- Texas did the greatest thing you can do last week. They set the national media up for thinking – that Texas is going to get drilled by Alabama. And what I mean by that is they didn't play their best game against Rice. Right. They didn't at times they didn't look good. They did they looked like a first, a team playing a first game, but they found, they still won by 27 points. Yeah, did they sure. still they still when they needed to dominated when they needed to. They did what they had to do. Alabama, I know their quarterback looked good last week. I know he set an SEC record, first quarterback to run for three touchdowns and throw for two touchdowns. I mean, excuse me, the other way around throw for three touchdowns, run for two touchdowns. I know all those things, and he looked good. And Alabama looked good. And I think Alabama was very physical, and they did a great job, I think, being physical against Rick Stockstill's team, who's going to come play physical because that's how Rick Stockstill coaches at Middle Tennessee State. Something tells me in my gut, LeVon, that Texas is going to go into Alabama and beat them. You think so? Yes, my gut is telling me Texas is going to win this game. So I'm going to go Longhorn straight up, Mm. not just covering. I'm going straight up. They're going to go into, they're going to go into Alabama and they're going to stun the world, and they're going to move themselves right into the middle of the college football playoff hunt. This is Texas year. Alabama's been there before. I'm still not 100 percent confident at Alabama's quarterback situation. I think Texas finds a way to get it done in a close one, but they should yeah. done. They should have beat them last year. They really should have beat them last year, but this, I mean, last year's last year. I mean, <laughs> it's true. They do well, it we again. found that out the other last, last night. Yeah, we found that out really. <laughs> that was really bad. But, but I mean, I can understand what you're saying, though. I think Texas is a lot better than they, what they have been in the past. So, I can see it, but I got I got Alabama on this one. All right, so you gave me a not so fast, my friend. Yeah, um, so, so there's there's that. Before we get out of here, there's our pick six. Real fast, let me go over it again. Uh, Notre Dame at NC State. Levon has Notre Dame minus a seven and a half. Uh, Utah at Baylor. Uh, Levon has Utah minus a seven and a half. Um, Colorado versus Nebraska. He has Colorado minus a three and a half. Uh, he Texas A and M at Miami. He's got AM minus the four and a half. App State at North Carolina. He has UNC minus the 18. Mm-hmm. And then Texas at Alabama. He's got Bama. Excuse me. He's got Texas covering. Yes, I got Texas. So covering. you got you got Texas plus the seven. 
Yes. Uh, against Alabama. Mm-hmm. So um, there's uh, Levon's picks. I say listen to the guy and <laughs> and, 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 and go bet responsibly. <laughs> I wouldn't put your kids' tuition on the house mortgage on it. But I don't know. I might. I, I've, I mean, been, I've been pretty good of late, but – Six and like zero last said, week, eighty percent last the, year. The coach and player in me really hates predicting. So <laughs> just know that I told you I don't really like doing it, but Will has me doing it, so I do it. <laughs> Finally, our final segment here before we get on out of here, our extra point segment where we kind of go over and again we appreciate all you guys responding and making comments. Um, we do appreciate all of you. I'm gonna try to go through because we got a lot, and we do appreciate oh, okay. it. I'm sure we do. Um, you know, so we'll go through and try to find something here. Um, let's see. I apologize as I'm reading these. Levon, you think the um, Clemson should keep the first team in? How long do you think they should keep the first team in against Charleston Southern? Until domination happens. Do you think they should play a little longer because maybe this was saying they're saying this person saying maybe should they should keep them in longer because they need to practice? Yeah. Okay. So I'm you agree? The same thing. Yeah. 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 They need they they need to they need the reps, and that's a, I think that's the one thing about college football you don't get to play another team before the season, and so you don't really know exactly what you're getting. But yeah. I mean, do you think they deserve to sit? This is not Deshaun Watson or Trevor Lawrence or anybody like that. That's not those teams. Mm-hmm. Nah, they they play they play all the way to the fourth. Yeah, I think least. they need to keep them to the fourth quarter. Yeah, they play all the way know, to the fourth. It, I think they should play through three quarters, no matter what the score is. Yeah, and they should practice as much as they can to get that confidence up. I really believe that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah um, matter of fact, they probably should play the whole game. You just put guys in there. You know, you sub them in and out. But do you watch last night? If you watch last night, they need to be in there getting those reps. Sorry. I think think they agree with you. Um, Let's see. Um, MJ Burton, he wants to know, should Clemson start, and I think me and you both agree with this, should Clemson start really looking for people in the transfer portal and just stop going and saying you want to not go in the portal because I think Clemson's getting passed. What do you think? They're getting passed up because you got a team like Duke that looked way more athletic than Clemson did. You know why? Because now you can pick players that are ready made to come and play and help your team. It's free agency. What NFL team you know that doesn't do free agency? Right. They all do it because it's a part of the game. Now in college football, the same as with the transfer portal. You got to be able to use it. You can't just annoy. Oh, I don't want to do it. No matter how much it is not your way, and it hasn't been your way, and your way has been working, it is different now. Teams don't have to build teams anymore. They can just pick and choose guys. Mm-hmm. So you got to use the transfer portal. All gotcha. right, J- Justin Kirkland. Oh, Justin, what's up, buddy? What's up, family? <laughs> he wants to ask you this, buddy. He says. Uh, uh, do you think it's time to stop the loyalty and make better hires? I, well, we we said last year at the receiving position that we thought he should have been gone to. Mm-hmm. 
Now, understand that when I say things like that, I don't. it's not personal. I like those guys. Mm-hmm. I do. But you always got to do what's best for business. Got to do what's and best for Clemson, right? I think it's best. For, I, I think right now that we have lost what we had as far as coaches are concerned. At one point in time, I mean, we had the band. We had the we had we had the coaching staff. Now, not so much. So, yeah, that's probably a part of it. Yeah. Well, um, let's see here. Uh, what we got here? Maybe one or two more questions. Last night's effort. How much was it coaching, or how much was it players, or was it both? Yeah, you got to you got to put it on both. But also, I feel that your leadership is what carries any kind of organization. So I just think that there are some things that are not emphasized. From me looking from the outside in, there's some things I don't think that's being really emphasized or hit on. And those things are kind of like getting to the ball, being intense, um, making guys play to a high level. So, yeah, it's on, it's on both coaches and players, but I'm going to put it more so on the coaches for not having this team ready to play a team like Duke that was really up for the challenge. And then our last question, um, just saw it here as I was going through. Do you think the part that's really hurting this Clemson offense is the fact that kind of what we talked about just a few seconds ago, that they just don't have elite receivers? We can't throw the ball down the field. When when was the last time in the last few games have uh, – okay, maybe the ACC tournament we did that, ACC championship game, but we don't throw the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. We got we to gotta have – a perfect drive to get down to the 20. We really do. We don't have that, okay, one play touchdown. And I don't know if it's we don't have the receivers, our guys just really can't get off the line of scrimmage or whatever the case may be. But, yeah, that's a part of it. Our, Our wide receivers are still some of the same wide receivers that we've been talking about, like, oh, they're going to get better. It's their time. No, it's not. This, they're, they're, <laughs> we've had those guys. It's time to put some new guys in there or whatever you got to do. But those guys got to go. I'm telling mm-hmm. you. I'm telling you, I wish it wasn't NFL. I would have had – I've been really busy letting some guys go today. <laughs> I would, I've been like, sorry, we're going to get somebody else. You, you, you'd almost be like Coach Prime with the Colorado. Um, Y'all got to go. Yeah. <laughs> One last question. Gerald Higgs from, yeah. from YouTube, he asked, and this will be the last question, do you think complacency has set in with Coach Sweeney? No, I don't really think with Coach Sweeney has that he's just complacent. I, I don't think that's his style. I, I think he's a very competitive guy. If you know him, you understand that uh, sometimes, man, sometimes your cycle is just not there. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to I mean, like the last couple of years, I mean, they won the ACC last year. So I wouldn't say, like, get rid of Dabo Sweeney. Are you crazy? I don't think so. But 
do we need to look at who we're getting as players a little bit more carefully? Yes, because because we are getting passed by. Yeah, we're getting passed. We got passed by by Duke yesterday. Duke looked way better, more athletic, more like they have been the team that won the ACC than what we have. Mm-hmm. We we have got to do a better job of evaluating players and getting players. And if you keep losing, you don't get the top players. That's right. So something needs to be done. Maybe you do it old school, man. Maybe you you go discover guys like Ed McDaniel, Dexter Davis, guys like that that become ball players. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I just think that we're getting passed by as far as our personnel is concerned. Yeah, and and last thing I mean is I think what's missing right now, for at least what I saw last night, is missing is that mental toughness. Yeah, and physicality—they weren't there last night. No, it, it wasn't there, and, and that's the disappointing thing because I mean, the game of football has always been about physicality. Mm-hmm. If you don't bring physicality to the table, then you're going to probably lose a lot of games. Yep, absolutely. And that's what happened last night. That is it. So, and that'll do it with us. Uh, we guys appreciate you joining us on uh, Believe in Clemson Football with Levon Kirkland. Uh, we'll be here every Tuesday at uh, two. Uh, excuse me, at two. See, that's what time I about went to bed, I think, after the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll be here at 6.15, excuse me, uh, every Tuesday. Uh, so we appreciate you if you guys could join us. And, you know, if you if you, if you you can't, you can always go back and listen. Uh, watch us on YouTube if you want to. You can watch us on Facebook. Those things are there on our platforms at Clemson Insider. Um, but please subscribe and like. Um, and uh, do all those things. We appreciate yes. it. If you're listening to us, download it I, wherever you listen to your podcast and uh, give us a, a comment or two there as well. We do appreciate you. For LeVon Kirkland, I'm Will Vandevort. We'll talk to you next time on Believing Clemson Football with LeVon Kirkland. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.